Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number eight. I'm your host, the one they love the most, Niall Hassan. And today we are continuing our 32 Teams in 32 Days series, finishing things out here in the AFC North with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm so excited. This team is so good. When I was doing my research for the AFC North, I didn't realize how good both offense and defense was in this division. One of the best divisions by far in the NFL. Cleveland Browns, very interesting team. I'm so excited to see what they're going to be able to do this year. Without further ado, I think we can hop right into the video. So if you guys are new to 32 teams in 32 days, let me give you a brief rundown um, on how things work and how I do things here on the, on the truth. So the first thing I'll do is I'll go over my three key players I believe will be keys to their success this year. After that, that will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from break, I'll go over two key draft picks as well as off-season additions I liked. That will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. And then when I come back, I'll give you my keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. The first key player I have for the Cleveland Browns is no other than Jerry Dave, Jay, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney, one of the best defensive ends by far in the NFL. Um, he is entering his eighth season in the NFL. His first five were with the Texans. Then he went to the Seahawks and the Titans for both the year. Now transitioned over to the Cleveland Browns. Last year and the year before, didn't play as much as you know he did in the previous years. But looking at some of his stats when he played for the Texans, nine, nine and a half sacks, six sacks. So one of the more better defensive ends in the NFL, joining a very good defensive interior um, with the Cleveland Browns and honestly a pretty good defense to begin with. You know, you got Jay Davion Clowney on one end. You got Miles Garrett on the other. Very good defensive line. Very good in the run game, um, both offense and defense. And then also very solid in the pass as well. Jadavion Clowney causes a lot of havoc. Um, he's gotten to a point now where teams double team him, uh, which makes it harder for him to get good stats and make an impact in that aspect. But it frees up the other end, um, such as Miles Garrett or any other players on the defensive side to attack the quarterback or attack the holes better. So, you know, he might not be making an impact in the stat sheet this year with the Cleveland Browns. But that's because of all the attention that he's got going at him. It's like all the attention I get when I walk into a bar and all the ladies are looking at me. You know, there's just like they just can't get off you and they just don't want to. And so, you know, very excited to see, you know, some other players get some keys and some other players do better um, because Jadavion Clowney isn't able to do that with, you know, having the attention on him. Um, so I really like Jadavion Clowney. I think it was a great decision to go out by the Browns and get him, um, adding another key weapon to that defense. Miles Garrett, my second key player, entering his fifth NFL season. Um, a little bit of a weird guy, former number one overall pick. I think that kind of surprised a lot of people. Um, Cleveland sports, really, with number one picks, are very wild. Um, they got Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, and Anthony Bennett for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So there's a lot of you know weird picks that they pick with the number one. Now, I'm not saying Miles Garrett isn't good because this guy is absolutely massive, but maybe um, they should have gotten with somebody else at the number one pick. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't think you should pick. A defensive end unless it's somebody like maybe Miles Garrett or Dave Van Clowney or Aaron Donald you know whatever I, I like to go for more role players but that's just me um there definitely was other keys that they needed to address anyways they got Miles Garrett you know they can't can't change that now um but he's a little bit of a hothead you know had that brief spat with Mason Rudolph where he threw his helmet at him just very weird um but still a very good defensive end 
Every year besides his rookie year, he's had 10 plus sacks, uh, 2018, 13 and a half, 2020, 12, um, 48 tackles, which is a career high um, this year as well. So very good defensive end only helps him again this year with um, the addition of Jadavion Clowney. I think, you know, some other players will get some more production. And I think Miles Garrett be one of the guys that benefits from that, unless you put them on both sides. Like if you put them on the same side, um, you know, I don't think that's possible, but you know, really I'd say whoever's on one end, cause you can't double team both. You can't double. It just doesn't work like that. There's usually five offensive linemen. Now, if it's like a six offensive lineman or a couple of tight ends, now that's a different story. But if you're doing, you know, four out or three out or wide or running back in the backfield, you need like five offensive linemen. You can't double team both, especially if they put four on the defensive line because somebody's just going to run through the gap. So, you know, one of those two guys is going to have a great year. I think more Miles Garrett just because all the attention and pressure on Javion Clowney. Um, so expect another great year and probably his best year yet in Miles Garrett. And then the final player I'm going to go with is Nick Chubb. I could also add Kareem Hunt to this mix as well. Um, you know, they both have a very good impact on that Cleveland Browns team. Uh, Nick Chubb entering his fourth season, just got paid, signed a nice extension. Very solid running back. Not only is he good at running the football, but he's also good at passing the ball or catching the ball as well. Almost ran for 300 attempts um, at 1,500 yards in 2019. That's about an average of five. He also caught the ball 36 times too. So Baker Mayfield is going to look to him in the past catching game. He is still really young. He's really fast and entered his fourth NFL season. Like I mentioned, he just got paid, so he's here to stay in Cleveland. And uh, yeah, I really like Nick Chubb. You know, I think he, yeah, they do kind of try to mix things in with Kareem Hunt as well. But for the most part, um, it's mainly Nick Chubb, and it runs around Nick Chubb, and the offense does too. Um, because if Nick Chubb's having a good game, puts less pressure on Baker Mayfield in order to make the throws that he needs to make. Um, and so, yeah, Nick Chubb, really liking him this year. I think, again, maybe a little bit better year last year or than last year. Um, it did help that Kareem Hunt, or didn't help that Kareem Hunt um, had more of an impact last year as well. But I do expect uh, Nick Chubb's numbers to go up a little bit at least just because, you know, they went out and paid him. So, you know, if they paid him, you know, they're not expecting him to tote the ball only five times a game. So expect a more production out of Nick Chubb, and he'll be the, re the real reason why the Cleveland Browns have a good offense this year. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break the podcast. This is a very interesting one. Rounded to the nearest thousand, how many seats can the Browns stadium hold? Rounded to the nearest thousand, how many seats can the Browns stadium hold? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, um, rounded to the next thousand, how many seats can the Browns stadium hold? 68,000 people. Um, around to the next thousand, obviously. So yeah, anyways, guys, moving on to my key draft picks as well as offseason moves. The first one I liked, uh, they're both in the fourth round. The first one was James Hudson, tackle out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one of the better non-Power 5 conference schools, um, you know, floated around the top 10, floated around in the playoffs. So very good team and very good program right there. James Hudson, good tackle. I had him at the fifth round um, as a projected fifth rounder. So you know, the Browns got him at the fourth round doesn't mean he's not good. It just means I'm stupid. Um, but I really like James Hudson. He's a really good run blocker. Cincinnati like to run the ball with option, regular run. Um, they even pass the ball as well very solidly too. So Hudson can be a good pass blocker as well. Um, but, but mainly he's, his, his main best ability is run blocking. Again, fits well with that Cleveland Browns offense, trying to run the football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, so very smart decision to go out and get a guy that's going to best benefit your offensive line and your best offensive scheme. 
And then another fourth rounder, Tommy Togai, defensive tackle, Ohio State. This guy is a stud. I have him making an impact year one. He's definitely going to make an impact if you know he plays because you got two solid guys in the edge, like I said, in Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. So that leaves room in the inside for defensive tackles such as Tommy Togai. Coming from Ohio State, a great school, obviously great defensive school, produced some great NFL players even to this day. Um, so really think it was smart to go out and get a guy like him. I think he'll best fit with the Browns. Um, you know, I think he'll make an impact year one. I think he'll make the team, make a run for it, and he'll get some PT. And really, you'll see how good he is just because of how much freedom he gets by being freed up next to Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Free agent-wise, I put Jadavion Clowney. I've talked enough about him. So I'm going to talk more about my second free agent signing, Troy Hill, cornerback from the Los Angeles Rams. Troy Hill, um, not one to maybe jump off the paper as the best cornerbacks in the league, but he played alongside Jalen Ramsey. So he's got some, you know, knows more about football than he did without Jalen Ramsey. He's entering his seventh NFL season. His first one was with the Bengals, did nothing there. Um, And then with the Rams, you know, had much more of an impact. You know, he wasn't, you know, the number one player on that team or in the defense because, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, but transitioning over still in the AFC to the Cleveland Browns and a good defense. Um, I really like Troy Hill. I think he's going to make an impact, um, be one of the main cornerbacks, um, really help the Browns in the pass catching game. Great man coverage, uh, running or cornerback Browns love to play man coverage. Um, so, you know, I think it just, it just makes sense why, you know, he's with them um, compared to being with the Rams or another team like that. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast. The question is, who is the Cleveland Browns all-time passing yards leader? Who is the Cleveland Browns all-time passing yards leader? The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who is the Cleveland Browns all-time passing yards leader? The correct answer is Brian Sype with 23,713 total yards. Moving on to the final portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have is the running game is the most important part of the Cleveland Browns offense. Baker Mayfield, you know, drafted number one, a lot of expectations, you know, for them. I mean, it's, he's so hit or miss. Sometimes I feel like he's worth the number one pick. Other times I feel like not more than not. I don't think he's worth it, Um, but he definitely has a chance to prove himself. Time is running out though with Baker Mayfield had a solid year last year, led the Browns, led the Browns to the playoffs. Um, even won a game or two. So, you know, he's got, you know, good quarterback in him. He just needs to find the right combination to get things working. Anyways, in order to help him feel more comfortable and help him run the offense more smoothly, as for most offense, is a running game needs to be successful. You got two solid running backs here. You got uh, Kareem Hunt and also Nick Chubb. Both are going to run for tremendous amounts of yards, um, mainly more, more Nick Chubb. But in total, the running game is going to run for a lot. You added some weapons, drafted some guys to help your offensive line, which was already a pretty good offensive line to begin with. Um, There really is no reason that your offensive line should suffer or your running game should suffer. But establish the running game helps Baker Mayfield set in, feel more comfortable, use the running backs in the passing game, whether that's little screens or outlets or whatever it is, help the running backs be more successful because that is the key to your offense. Defense interior is wild. I mean, you got Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, Togai, 
I mean, you name it, they're probably on the Cleveland Browns defensive line. The defensive line this year is probably the best in the NFL, or at least one of the best, and they're going to continue to do so as long as this group can stay together, especially those younger guys that are trying to gain some more experience and more knowledge of being a cornerback or a defense alignment in the NFL. You know, as years go on, you get that more experience. And so it's very vital for this year, you know, have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney be the leaders, the veterans, coach them up because when their time's officially done um, in the NFL, it'll be on to the next generation of Cleveland Browns defense alignment. But their defense alignment this year is insane. They're going to stop the run so much, um, probably stop the passing game as well. Um, but it's you're trying to run the football against the Cleveland Browns this year, you're definitely going to have some issues. And then finally, kind of piggyback of what I said of the first key, is Baker Mayfield live up to the number one pick? Baker Mayfield, I don't think they're asking too much from him. You know, obviously they want Baker Mayfield to take them to the playoffs again, um, want him to be successful, but you just got to do your job at this point. You know, you've had some disappointing years. Um, just do your job. That's all we can ask for. Um, well, not we, but all they can ask for is do what you need to do to help the team win. You don't have to fa- pass for 5,000 yards or have 50 touchdowns, zero interceptions. You just need to do enough to win the football game and lead your team because it's the quarterback position. You need to lead the team. Um, so as long as he's able to do that, I think the Browns will be fine. As far as predictions go, I still have them finishing eight and eight, uh, finishing third in the division. You know, I think more than anything, you know, I could see them finishing nine and seven even. I just think the AFC North is too is too tough. I think the Bengals will be way out of it. But the Steelers and the Ravens are going to be fighting so much for that number one seed um, and to win the division. I think it's just going to be too much for the Browns. I think both their rosters just compare a little bit better um, than the Browns do. So that's kind of why I put them at the third position. Would I be surprised if the Browns finished second or even won the division? Absolutely not. They have the talent and capabilities to do so. But I feel like in order to do that, they just need to have everything clicking on all cylinders. They did have a pretty easy schedule last year just because of where they finished the year before, um, which does help. Now, granted, every NFL team is an NFL team, but it does help if you're facing the Jets compared to the the Saints or whatever the, uh, the case is. So, you know, I've had them finishing third. Won't be surprised if they make the playoffs and also make a run or even win in the division. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days. Um, We finished the AFC North. We got the NFC South coming up next. I don't know who um, I'm going to talk about first, second, third, or fourth. I haven't written down, but I don't know it right now. i got to go do some research on it. Um, And I'm probably going to do the first two here on Saturday, um, August 7th, because I'm leaving for college tomorrow, like I mentioned. If you guys continue um, and want to keep listening to the truth or um, the 32 Teams in 32 Days, please let me know. I have a uh, Twitter page at the truth as one tweet out, you know, your happiness, your sadness, your complaints, suggestions, whatever you name it. Let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening. And once again, and taking time out of your day, I greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you guys so much. Take care and stay safe. Peace.